Hello, and welcome to another exciting and elucidating episode of the OmniTalk Ask an Expert series. I'm your host, Ann Mazenga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are the founders of OmniTalk, the fast-growing retail blog that is all about the companies, the technologies, and the people that are coming together to shape the future of retail, or as we like to say, the series that focuses on tomorrow's companies today. Yes, we do. Um, We have brought you all here for another exciting live event where we are going to do a mid-year check-in on the state of live stream commerce. And the only person, Chris, that we could bring on to do this with in the right way is the one and only CEO and co-founder of Firework, Vincent Yang. Vincent, how's it going? Good, good. Hey, and hey, Chris, it's very good to be here again. So it's uh, <clears throat> things are doing great here. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I think your point is right, Ian. I don't think we could have a mid-year check-in on live stream with anyone else because I think, quite honestly, it would like be leaving something on the table. It'd be like a big downer yes. if I even tried to do it, <laughs> knowing Absolutely. knowing what we know about Vincent and the conversations we've had this year, right? I mean, right. 100%. I think you nailed it. Absolutely. And Vincent is going to be talking to us about what's changed since we last spoke. And I think that's really mm-hmm. important for everybody in the audience to be paying attention to. This is not a set it and forget it kind of situation. You need to be continually staying on top of what's going on with live commerce yeah. because it is changing just that quickly. Space is moving so fast. Yes. Yeah. And a reminder for those of you who are watching the early release of this interview live with us right now on LinkedIn, you can ask your questions of Vincent and the Firework team at any time via the chat uh, session, the window right to the right of your screen. <laughs> Don't be shy. Um, any question is on the table. And uh, the, like we said, we have Vincent Yang here. He's one of the experts and um, he and his team will be able to answer any of the questions that we know you may have on this topic. Yeah, because this topic is hot. All right, Vincent, but before we get to to get to how things have changed or the trends you're seeing in the market, especially after attending all the trade, uh, attending the trade show circuit, so to speak, in the spring and early summer here, um, you guys had you guys had a big uh, announcement this recently, like some big news on the on the funding front. Tell our audience about that. Yeah, so Chris, we're we're very excited to announce that Fire will just raise uh, 150 million dollars. <laughs> so oh that's God. a lot of money, and uh, it was uh, led by one of the world's largest funds, the Soft Ambition Fund, and then also followed by some of our best investors, including American Express which continue to support and, you know, have commitment to us. So I think that fundraise is the biggest one in the entire industry of live commerce. And there's no one else raising much bigger round than what we are doing. And, and I think that really set a milestone that live commerce is here to States. And then that's, it really is now getting from the early adoption phase now toward the mainstream adoption phase. And uh, yes, we feel very excited to share that here to all of your audience as well. Wow, that's amazing. $150 million. Yeah. And all right, I got to ask you because, you know, part of what we do too is, is we try to help other entrepreneurs. Like, what, what is that like, you know, as CEO? What is that like? Like, what, how would you summarize, you know, how, how do things change? How is your life different? Like, how does the business react to that? Like, what, what's the quick, like, yeah, two minute I summary think, uh... you can give about what that's like to take in $150 million? I think, I think. You know, when we raise $150 million and, and in the past, we also raised $100 million before. So total about a quarter of a billion dollar already raised. Great reference. So I would yeah. say uh, 10% of times myself and um, Jerry and our teams feel pretty happy for 10%. And we're like, yeah, we raised a lot of money it's that uh, we can do a lot of things that we imagine now is possible now with the funding, et cetera. But 90%, I would just say 
pressure, right? Because you know this investor is giving <laughs> us the money. Think so. A lot of people are saying, oh, Vincent, congratulations. This is fantastic. I'm like, congratulate me when we go IPO, right? Because right. it's just the beginning <laughs> of the journeys. And then, you know, investors and shareholders, including all of our employees, every day be expecting to generate a return out this round, right? So when you raise 150 for all the other entrepreneurs, investors are looking to get, you know, 500 million, a billion dollar out of this in a few years. So the key thing that to me is, okay, then we have this round is, how do we generate a return? How do we really grow 5X? Right? We've been growing 5X about year over years, but how do we keep growing 5X year for the next five years? That's a hell of a lot of pressure. Well, Vincent, I don't think that anybody in our audience is going to be surprised, especially anyone that was at Shop Talk um, uh. this past spring to hear about the plans and about this latest round of funding. We talked about it at Shop Talk, but Live commerce was the topic. I mean, that is the yeah. thing that our industry is focused on right now. I'd love to hear kind of some of your takeaways from Shop Talk. And then I know you were recently at the Retail Innovation Conference as well. But I mean, what has changed since we last spoke? Like, what's top of mind for some of the retailers that you've been talking to? Yes, I think what changed is just I see a further adoptions, right? In the tax space, there's a there's a, a famous thing called the crossing a chasm. Mm-hmm. And I think in the beginning of the year, what I find is a lot of people are talking about it. They're talking about live commerce and et cetera. But now I think as of today, as I just get off another client calls and more and more people are already in the planning cycles, more and more big retailers to say this year, it's going to be the live stream year. We really want to do this right now. Fire will teach us how. It's not about whether we're going to do it or not. It's just more about how to do it. I think this this already translates to a very different stage of the entire buyer's journey now. And so Vince, I'm curious too, like, as, cause that makes sense. And especially come, I mean, I can remember shop talk, like people come up to this audience and like, they're like, man, have you, and Chris, have you guys heard about this company firework? And we're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. We've, and, and by the way, check out our live streams at shop talk, which are sponsored by them because yeah, yeah we're on it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was impressive to see, but I want to press you a little bit for, for more delineation here because you know, while you're saying the industry's, you know, gotten on board with it. One thing I've learned from you particularly is that the live stream can almost be too much of a catch-all term and there's correct yeah. and correct ways to go about it and wrong ways to go about it. So when you say they're interested in it, what particular are they interested in and, and how are they initially going about this implementation with you? Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I think I'm so glad you asked that. I think they are finally interested in doing live stream on their own website, <clears throat> right? Mm. Because before that, live stream has existed for a while. I think the beginning of the year, maybe last year, everybody thought, yeah, live stream, I get it. We're doing Facebook Live and YouTube Live and Pinterest Live and whatever live on other people's platforms. And now this year, what you're seeing people say, I finally can do the live stream on my own website now, right? People finally realize what's missing here. Why the US has such a big gap between US and China is because we talk many times, transaction happen on their own website. It does not happen on social media's website at all, right? So I think that's the, maybe we can call live stream 2.0, live shopping 2.0, whatever, right? And that's the true definition of live shopping in my mind was, right? Is bringing the interactive live shopping experience directly onto their owned and operated website, whether it's on their homepage, on their category page, inside of their emails, in the physical stores, right? And those are the places where live stream should be done. Okay. Got it. I'm curious too, like, cause one of the other things I remember from our conversations is one of the rules of the road that you recommended retailers follow was 
you know, don't put, don't put too much make into this effort either. You don't need too yeah. much production value. Are you seeing retailers take that approach or are you still seeing them kind of, you know, overproduce? We're still not there yet. We're I think on this part. Okay, I've got to ask yeah, that question. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I think in particular, the American retailers. So we are there yet in Asia. So we have a big business in Japan and seeing how the Japanese clients are doing. Mm-hmm. Right? They're doing a very good job about having their store associates and have they really bring authentic human connections in front of the cameras. I think American retailer, they still have too much legacy and memory they have to unlearn from the QVC days, from the Super Bowl TV ads days, where they think a video should be super well-made, well-scripted, minimum a few million dollars, hire a celebrity. So I think it will take them a while to unlearn that and relearn what's the new definition for video shopping. Is there anyone that you've talked to in the last few months or meetings with potential clients that you've had where you've been surprised at like the opposite happening where they're like, you see something click or, or somebody was like, is like, yeah, let's, let's try it this way or let's do it differently that you can share with us. I'm personally very surprised with uh, fresh market. They launched the industry first live shopping experience directly on a website. So when you go to the website homepage, everybody can check it out. The fresh right. As soon as you open up, you saw somebody was actually talking to me. Right, a real human being talking to me, and I click and it open. He will pop in and out of the tour, highlighting this amazing store has to offer. And look at that. Right, that's actually a very, very good live stream. What they do. So they essentially hire. They really listen to what we do. Right. So they hire. They actually have their all the store associates in different uh, sections to actually showcase the produce, whether it's from the meat sections, whether it's the veggie sections and this is how they're doing live stream so there has been a very good firework customer so i was very very um proud and excited to see they really implement everything in the right way that is super cool to see i'm so <laughs> glad that you had that keyed up i mean we we're planning to do that like you just had that keyed up and yeah. there it is yeah, i feel so like it's just better just to show it right and yeah then people can have a vivid examples it's well, so great especially if you're watching it on linkedin go ahead Anne. yeah i was just gonna say i mean just for those people who are listening to this interview yeah. so what vincent just showed us is you know you go right to the fresh market website you um you know and i think this is important to call out too because i don't think people think of of at least i don't think of live streaming and think of grocery right away i mean you you see what happens in Asia and you are seeing more I've like makeup tutorials and like other categories that this has been apparel uh, that have been more popular but what's really unique and what what Vincent just showed us is you're going to the fresh market to place your grocery order right you know and there there you have this like complimentary this video that's popping up right away you're curious about what's going on and suddenly you're engaged in a, a grocery tour of the fresh market well and the other point part about that too vincent i think it goes back to what you're saying we when we use the term as a catch-all too it's it's a live stream video but it's not actually a live interaction video right and and that distinction is important as well i i would assume right and can you talk about that for the audience because i think those things yeah. get blurred sometimes Exactly. I think that's, you're right. I think that that's also a very misleading phrase called live streams. A lot of the US retailer are very worried. Is it live? We are live. Oh my God, this is good, right? Very insane. What if things go wrong? So it can be absolutely pre-recorded live. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at how the fresh market, how they do it is, you know, our team actually go to their new locations. We help them to produce the entire live stream. I think two weeks before, the real live life goes out. 
So then we have some buffers, right? Even though I recommend it during life is much better, but at least like this kind of recorded live, you know, offers a good buffer for the US retailer to at least feel a little bit comfort about controlling the content and be able to edit it and et cetera, but also have a feeling of kind of live feelings. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be the good middle ground for everybody to adopt it. Which is funny because it's actually exactly what we're doing right now. We sit down, we record these interviews, and then we get yes. on, we stream, we live stream them through LinkedIn's platform. And then we're all interacting yes. with each other, each other through the chat, which you can simulate on a website very easily too. Like it's the same have, thing. It's exactly yeah, you can have your employees still talking to them, even though the video content yes. that you're watching is pre-recorded to give you some sense of comfort. Um, so I'm curious because you said that, that retailers are reticent around not putting too much production value into this. The other point I remember you saying too is, is that um Retailers should not be afraid to be authentic and put their their frontline employees, you know, in the videos yeah. and and whatnot. So I'm assuming that you probably haven't seen that come to fruition yet either. Uh, I'm guessing. Yes, not too much I would say in the past, but now more and more so, right? That's okay, why you are. the fresh market really shows a case. If you look at every single quote unquote actors that actor, they're all their employees. That's great. Mm -hmm. There's okay. like there's no single actor we hire outside, right? Because I remember even their CEO was saying their employee is the biggest ambassadors. There's no one better than them showcasing the product and enthusiastically. Because you hire actors, actresses, they they're gonna go into fake it. The enthusiasm is not real. Right. So, well, and Vincent, I remember um, at Shop Talk hearing from PacSun and some other retailers about how they're specifically hiring for roles, or, or I guess not specifically hiring necessarily, but including this role of you may be doing a live stream. Like part of your yes. job to sell the product is actually, you know, setting up in this the space within the store, and we're going to shoot right from that location. Now. Are you still seeing that and and like this evolution really of work in general, like the the yeah. the role of the store I employee? I think more and more, if you look at the retailer with the physical space, they mm -hmm. are reimagining what their future work look like, the future right. staff look like, right? Because people, the foot traffic to go to the physical store is still pretty much flat. We don't see too much increase at all. And also more and more stores are continuing to shut down their physical locations, pushing more towards online. Right? So the remaining of them that they're really hoping that they have the live stream capability, they have some experience, et cetera. I was even starting to see the job post. They were, you remember in the past, they say require Microsoft Office 360. Right. Now I saw a lot of job posts require people understanding how to use Firework. It's starting to show oh, up more and more now. Okay. I'm like, wow, that's actually very interesting. Yeah. You know, listening to you two talk, something just hit me over the head with a sledgehammer too, which is why I love this show because like that example you just showed and then we just did, and you just described for the listening audience too of, of what's going on at Fresh Market. In reality too, you're unlocking a piece of localization there too. If you start to take that approach of using your own employees, because like how cool is it if you go on that website and you see someone that you know in that store right. talking yeah. to you about what to buy? <laughs> And yeah. through e-commerce, you have the capabilities to personalize things to that degree to whoever's arriving on your website to browse on that given day. And that's ultimately where this can go, which is something up until this point, I have never yeah. in my life contemplated. Phyllis in the deli could be everybody's Phyllis in the deli. Yeah, you could have Phyllis. You could have Georgina. I'm making up <laughs> names on the spot, Anne. But like you could do, in theory, that's where this could go. And so there's a localization element to here 
to at play here that we've never talked about in this conversation. I don't want to derail it too, but yeah, I think Chris is in beyond the localization. We internally yeah. use the word consumer connections, yeah, right? and community. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So really bring a local community feeling. So if you look at retailer, they right. are, always have thousands of different stores. Right. One example in Japan, one of our clients, they have their store manager to do the to, to live stream. She's just a normal store manager. And very soon she become a celebrity. More and more people come to the store to see her. It's like, oh yeah, you are the one that I saw on TV. Now I want to <laughs> see the real person. Now I want to buy product from you. She continued yeah. to work in a retailer because they feel like a connection. When you have human connection on a website, People come back more. They shop more. They buy more. Everything improves. That is that is so cool. And I hope for people listening, especially those at retailers that are thinking about this, that is a huge nugget. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk, I mean, retailers forever, and and we and we've railed on it too because you hear localization, personalization, community-based approaches talked about in earnings reports all the time. But I always kind of give them a lot of grief because I'm like, how are you actually doing that? Right. You know, you're not actually you're talking the talk, but you're not doing it. And this is actual real way to bring that element into the equation. I, I, it's super, wow. That's super well, and I think it, it also helps, especially, I mean, maybe not so much in the case of a fresh market scenario, but especially when you're talking about, you know, retailers who use clienteling or who, oh, yeah. who are commission-based retailers, it's like, this is now you're giving that person the opportunity to yeah. also make more money to, you know, get their, their, the person that everybody loves at Nordstrom can right. now be, you know, out in the world Scales helping other person, people. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and we talked to a lot of what you said, a commission-based retailers where okay. they call them stylists, they call them makeup right. artists, et cetera. And uh, so one of the big fashion retailers, they have 2,500, they call stylists, right? It's uh, they're actually sales associate, but with a very good name. So called shopping stylists, et cetera. So now what they're going to do is actually for each of the shopping stylists, they'll be able to create their very own live streams and sending their own link to their customers because they have a designated VIP customers. Like now they say, hey, this Friday night, I'm going to tour you around on a VIP shopping experience. I know you guys are busy. You're not in a physical store. No problem. I have the camera. I'm going to show you around. I'm going to show you around 20 pieces of our new collections that, you know, it will take you two hours to drive to the mall. But let me show it to you right now. You can purchase directly during the live stream. By the way, it's also limited only to my VIPs. So you don't need to. It's not always like one to many. It can be one to very small groups. Yeah. So this is all possible now. God, I love this. I, I love that Vincent serendipitously shows a video that we're not <laughs> expecting. And it changes my entire perception of where retail is headed. Like I had never contemplated this. And now it's coming full bore. It's like it's like Neo with the Matrix, just looking at everything. I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. But but uh yeah, it but, was not serendipity. It was by intention. I'm like, I gotta be able to show a video here. It's gonna show that <laughs> like to see the real things. Yeah, fully intentional on your part. I just had no idea it was coming, which is great. Yeah, um I got a plan. I got a I got I got a website open. I'm like, I need to show to the audience. Yeah. Okay. The whole idea is people just hear about live shopping, live streams, and they don't see it. But everybody, when they exactly when they see it, because I talk about use your own employee, people are like, yeah. ah, is, is that gonna be too UGC? But when I saw how Fresh Market does it, they're like, oh my God, I can do it. It looks pretty gorgeous, right? So, yeah, right. Well, Vincent, I have to ask you, as we're talking about this evolution, the new conversations that you're having with retailers, as you think about this new round of funding that you got, what growth areas or trends are you and the team at Firework really going to be take diving in and investing in with that new source of funding? Yeah, I, I think we're going to invest in about three different places. Okay. The first, the first um, areas is about product and R and D's. 
So we, okay. we have about over 150 engineers. We'll continue to hire more and more engineers. We're going to double down to grow to about 300 to 500 just engineers. And, you know, right now we launch short videos, live streams, right? But we have a tons in a roadmap about virtual shoppings, AR shoppings, right? We really want to keep pushing the boundary mm. of what next generation shopping experience should be for retailers. And also we have an AI labs, right? Led by a lot of the MIT PhDs. And what we really focus, so for example, now we already have capability. When somebody was seeing a live stream, let's say if I'm a store associate just myself, whatever product I show, we're using deep learning to identify the object, which automatically the product card can come in. People can automatically mm -hmm. shop, right? Because in the past, you need a cameraman. You need a person that, to do the live stream. You need an assistant behind the scene, whatever he or she talk about the product, right? They have to type in the link. Remember right. how people right. are doing those? Hey, here's yeah. a link for the product. Click on that link. Oh, he talked about another product. So now everything can be done just with one person. You know, we're using AIs and image recognition to do everything. So we are investing more and more onto those ones, right? We're also investing more. Like what if this person was not good at camera? How do we do that? We have a lot of very good magical features coming up just on that front. Wow. So this is the first element about, you know, R&Ds and new product features, et cetera. So the basically, before you, yeah, before you oh, give us ahead, a second please. one, just to make sure, I want to make sure I understood that point too for the audience too. So basically what you're saying is there's another application of computer vision AI in retail through its application yeah. in, in the video and recognizing what items are being uh, placed in it to help with commerce and shopping, right? Absolutely. That's what you're talking about? Okay. Another yeah, application of computer vision AI, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a computer vision we already use computer vision in day one. So for example, many people ask me the question, oh, if I have a live stream, but putting a long video on my website, does it track down my loading speed, et cetera? It doesn't. Like how, how come a huge file of videos doesn't track down a video speed, yeah. right? The secret sauce. Now, I'd love to re reveal some of the secret. Mm -hmm. The secret sauce is our proprietary rendering machines. We actually use AI to compress a video to so small, it's a fraction of a fraction and a smaller image oh while God. maintaining the same resolutions, right? We use a lot of computer vision inside of that. Our entire video player takes less than 80 kilobytes. An image on a website takes about three megabytes. Oh Think God. about a traditional retailer, you're gonna put, well, how many? A thousand images, right? Our thing is only 80 kilobytes. So we already use a lot of computer vision there, but the goal is about using more and more for product recommendations. We also started to do contextual matching. Let's say if I'm a web page for this, what is the best product video we should showcase in that? Mm, All done by wow. machines, right? Because my major is mathematics. Actually, I, I was never, you know, have experience in retailing, right? My last company I built and sold is a predictive analytics company. So no doubt we, are, we actually spend a lot of time in modeling predictive analytics in day one. I mean, it sounds like wow. Vincent, you're attacking every single question that a retailer is going to come back to you with yeah. saying like, I don't know about loading speed. Uh, I don't have staff that's equipped yet to be on camera and to like, you know, speak on, on at the yeah. moment at the ready. I don't have enough people to pull in and type in the link in the page. Like wow. I, I need to, you're, yeah. you're or I don't know where to put it. I have so many right. pages, right? What right. video shall I put on what page? And right. That's what, I show that's, it to what Yes. That's particularly what you said that blew my mind. But all right, so I, I took you off course. So what? Are, so that's one area of focus. What are the other areas that you're focused yes, on? So that's the first area. Getting about, that return for investors. Yes. So the second area is uh, global expansions. So we have been, oh. you know, already, we quickly become number one in North America markets, right? 
And then we recently just hired a team of 20 people in Europe, and I'll continue to develop the European market to add another 100 people there so we can further expand into, in particular area like UK's and France and Germany's and Nordic areas, which surprisingly is very good at retail innovations. Mm-hmm. So, and also, you know, we historically has been fairly big in APAC, but now, okay. you know, with the, um, <clears throat> the joining of the SoftBank, I'm sure, you know, it's a Japanese company. So mm-hmm. we continue to emphasize a lot in Japan's and also the other APAC areas. So global expansion is an area we will spend a lot of money on. Okay. That makes sense. Any other so, areas of focus? Yeah, the third area for the use of funding is just optionistic to look at some acquisition opportunities, okay. like uh, small player, et cetera. So I think this live commerce industry, maybe in the next 12 to 18 months, might be some consolidation. Um, okay. There are some very small players, right? And um, so I'm sure you all know the financial market is now very bad. It's impossible <laughs> to do fundraise for others. So it definitely put us in a, in a very good position. Why right. we need to watch out time. for you know, our runways, et cetera. But, you know, we already see a wave of potential acquisition option coming to us, hoping we can acquire them and we can, you know, help them, et cetera. So I'll be optimistic looking at those stuff. Wow. That's, oh my gosh. That's great. Wow. Got so much on the runway. Yeah. And t- and it looks like you timed it pretty well too. Yeah. I got to admit, like, you know, given we, everything we that's going on. Yeah. We, yeah. we got everything done before the market crash. So it's, uh, we got, we got it. We got the stuff done in the right place, right time. Yeah. Kudos to you. All right. So let's get you, let's get you out of here on this. You know, we, we titled this and I, and I got to admit, Anna, I think I was pretty excited when we put this title together. Yeah. You and I, we, it just came to us really quickly, but you know, we said the mid-year report on live streaming. So let's get you out of here with this question, which is what advice do you have for retailers and brands, given everything we've just talked about, you know, for the back half of the year, as they approach this subject, what should they prioritize in their minds if they're interested in doing this? Yes. So what I think is, uh, you know, first is two things. Number one is they should be interested in doing this. If any retailers hadn't think about leveraging live shopping or shoppable videos, I think they will be missing out something in a big ways, right? Mm-hmm. So now assuming people are already interested. So now the question I think you asked is about how, where do I get started, right? Normally the team, most of the retailer we talk to on a daily basis, they are short staff. They don't have enough resources, at least for this year, until this one is the big strategic focus. So what I recommend is normally start with small pilots, mm-hmm. right? Most of the retailer has hundreds of different locations. Try with one location with one stores. Mm-hmm. Measure the success, right? Measure your conversion rate lift. Measure your LTV to CAC ratios, et cetera, right? So start with one location. We Fiverr offered a full managed service. We recently come up with an interesting package where we help the clients to do everything, friends, content productions, live stream productions, and we will send people physically to their stores to help them to do everything. Right? It's what I call the zero lift plan. They don't need to even lift a finger. We will be able to do everything for them to showcase to them the value, et cetera. So I would encourage you know, retailer to take advantage of that, right? To see, to essentially test as much as they can so that for this Q4 Black Friday, right? If you have already tested, you know how to leverage that, um, live commerce can be a very big, powerful weapon to capitalize on this uh, Black Friday season, shopping seasons. Hey, Vincent, I have a I have a question about that. When when you're saying to test in one store, I'm I'm certain that many retailers like have their test stores or whatever that they kind of like to do this in. Yeah. But does it matter? Like, do, should you do this in your largest flagship store? Should you focus on the associate mm. who's going to do the live stream? Like, how do you tell retailers to think about like? 
which pilot store to choose to do this in? Yeah, normally, it depends. So we serve many big, super big global business. What they, some of the global retailer, they will select a country, right? Certain country, okay. which is very innovative. Right. So, for example, most of the retailer was like Nordic. Nordic is an area which is very open to new ideas, mm. very open to oh, consumers, also very open to new ideas. Some country might, some uh, um, headquarter might select APAC, which, you know, this is a no brainer, et cetera. That's one idea. But select, select a country, or if that's a domestic retailer, select an area to do a test. So, for example, the fresh market is selected one region, right? One store to do a test. So um, meanwhile, I think having a store to do a test and also having sales associate to do a test can happen at the same time. Mm -hmm. Again, there are so many terms. A lot of people call it called social selling, right? It's a new term, social selling and social right. commerce, and, right? And then they can start a test on that as well. But, you know, no matter what I recommend is set a time of two months, testing as many use cases as possible using live shoppings, right? Measure the result. I think summer, is a very good time to do tests because okay. when we go to P4, it's cold freeze for retailer. Right. They're not able to do too much new stuff. So I really okay. encourage everybody, take the time in the summer, experiment as much as you want, right? And go the big way in Q4. And there's still time this summer. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, Vincent, as always, this has been amazing. Mind-blowing. Yes. Um, even more than we... we yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. It's the um, video. The show the video. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, the power of video. Uh, Everybody's excited yes. by the video. Yeah. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you or your team, um, they joined us on this LinkedIn Live event or they're hearing this later, watching this later, where should they go to do that? I think just the easy way is fireware.com. So the website is, you know, it's so easy to remember. It's fireware.com. Or, you know, can visit my LinkedIn or any of our teams like them to shoot a note. We will be responsive very fast. So... Awesome. Wonderful. Well, hey, and that wraps us up. Vincent, thank you so much. Again, Vincent Yang, CEO and co-founder of Firework. Thanks so much for sitting down with us today. Always love from the bottom of my heart sitting down with you. You're becoming quickly one of my favorite guests. And now a first-time three-timer on the Omni Time right. Club. Official. Yes, That's Vincent. kind of our designation, right. Vincent. So you've three reached timers. the plateau three times. Yeah. Three times, which means we'll never see you again. So <laughs> right. let's hit, hit, the, hit the maximum. So, But again, never. thank you for having me. Yeah, no, you get the free jacket and then that's it. We kick you the curb. But no, no, hopefully we'll do this again. Um, thanks to everyone for any of your questions that you asked on LinkedIn. Thanks for being here on LinkedIn with us live today. And as always, be careful out there. <laughs>